Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now, before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. All right, Daily Ticker time here on a Monday. Let's head to Memphis. The big story broke Friday, right when we got off the air, and it only continued to... Turn sideways from there over the weekend as uh, John Morant's in some hot water. He's away from the team. Uh, let's go to Memphis and talk to Mark Giannato. He's a sports columnist at the Memphis News and also on 92.9 ESPN out in Memphis at M. Giannato on Twitter. We'll give him a follow. Mark, good morning to you, man. We, you know, we unfortunately kind of uh, we resonate with this story because we went through our jailblazer era and we knew what it was like seeing players getting into trouble and, you know, the headlines that you don't want to see as a fan. How are Memphis Grizzly fans? It feels like there's a great passion in that city, a close relationship between the fans and the in the team, how are they reacting to seeing their star player go through this? Yeah, well, like very much like Portland in some way. I mean, the Grizzlies are the only professional team in town, and um, John Morant is, I think, probably the biggest star in Memphis since Elvis. Like, I'm not, that's not hyperbole. You know, Penny Hardaway was really big, but he wasn't really big while in Memphis. You know, he's from Memphis and is in Memphis now. Um, I think it's, it's frustration and disappointment over um, what Ja, some of Ja's decisions here of late. Um, you know, you could talk yourself into, you know, when that report came out last week from the Washington Post, you could explain it. You, if you wanted to, you could explain it away as well. You know, the incident where he punched a 17-year-old over a pickup basketball game and threatened a mall cop, those all happened in the summer. And they're just getting reported now. And, you know, maybe he's addressed this and this is all, you know, maybe he's figured this out. Um, and the Pacers thing in the parking lot at FedEx Forum where he was accused, of, his friends were accused of, you know, pointing a laser that the Pacers thought was maybe a gun at them and got into a confrontation with the Pacers in the parking lot at FedEx Forum. You can explain that way as well. That was just his dumb friend. You know, like Ja wasn't actually involved in that. But I think what really was, you know, disappointing about this weekend and this, this Instagram video that he put out there is, you know, very clearly he had not learned, you know, he, it had not, he had not addressed these things. And really, I mean, it was just a really, I mean, it's just really dumb. I mean, your first reaction is what in the world are you thinking? Right. You know, it, it's one thing to be in a club late at night, having a gun, whatever, but to put it on your own Instagram live, it's just idiotic. Um, and so I think there's frustration and disappointment, but also I think in the last 48 hours, you know, hope that the embarrassment from all this, that the statement he put out, that he's, you know, he's, you know, whereas before he was kind of defiant and kind of felt like the world was coming after him, you know, this time, at least via the statement, you know, I know it was probably written by PR professionals, but it did, you know, he apologized and said he's going to, you know, make changes in his life. And, and I think people here are hopeful that this, this episode will ultimately, you know, he'll look back on this five years from now and go, man, what, 
what an idiot I was when I was 23. Yeah, Mark. Uh, was, hopefully he grows from this. Yeah, it, Mark, is there any indication? I mean, sometimes when you're in a town, even if it's not public consumption, there's always, you know, people on the scene that talk about things behind closed doors, and unless it comes out, it's never really brought up publicly. Any indication that Jaw's life was shifting in a negative direction prior to some of these stories being released? Um, I mean, you could sense just being around him. Like, I, you know, I don't know if I thought anything nefarious was going on as much as just, you know, over the last year, he's become truly a huge superstar. And um, I do think, you know, I think a lot of people, whether it's people in Memphis, the media a little bit, and certainly the Grizzlies kind of look the other way because he's John Morant. And you know what? Like, you know, you know this in Portland. Like, Memphis needs John Morant a lot more than John Morant needs Memphis, even today. Um, you know, he is a superstar unlike the Grizzlies have ever had. And, you know, you know, I know the grit and grind teams were very good, but it feels like if he can fulfill his potential, he's the best shot at the Grizzlies being a championship team. Um, and, and like I said, he is a superstar unlike the city has had. And, you know, the other part is, you know, this is, a, this is an overgrown small town. That's what people like to say. And, you know, John Calipari famously said that, you know, if you put your arms around Memphis, if you embrace Memphis, Memphis will embrace you back. And the thing people love about Ja here is that he's happy to be here. It's a lot like Damian Lillard in Portland. Like, he mm-hmm. wants to be in Memphis. And people in Memphis appreciate that. And it's why they're going to give him another chance. You know, it's why everyone's rooting for him to fix this. It's also probably why it's also probably what helped lead to this because you're, you're so enamored with him and you so want him to succeed and you're so happy that he's here that we probably turned a blind eye a little bit to some of these you know little things that when they you know taken together they really add up to something that's a little bit troubling about you know how he's leading his life right now. Hmm. Yeah, Mark Giannato, our guest out of Memphis, at MGianato on Twitter. Go give him a follow. Now, I mean, you mentioned the video coming out this weekend, and my reaction was the same as everybody's there. Like, just how stupid could you be to do something like this, especially with the story breaking late last week about what had happened at the mall and with the 17-year-old. And then you get the news that he's going to be away from the team, but they don't really say suspended. Then they say now he's suspended. And then the coach says, well, we're not sure how long he's going to be away. So where, where does this go, and when do we expect to see and hear from John Morant again? Yeah, I don't have, that's a, that's a big, that's a very interesting question because obviously the Grizzlies are in second place in the West, but their hold on it is tenuous. The Kings are only one game back. They're going through a particularly tough stretch of games right now. Like if he were to come back, you know, they play the Lake, they lost to the Clippers last night without him. They play the Lakers tomorrow night on national TV. They play the Warriors on national TV Thursday, and then they have two games against the Mavericks. And so, you know, I, I don't know, to be honest with you. Like, I think it'll be more than two games just because, you know, if only to kind of hammer home that they're being serious about this and him, he's being serious about, you know, taking a look at his life. So my guess would be it will be more than two games. Will it be more than five? You know, I don't know about that. You know, ultimately, you know, a thing that factors into this job, signed a uh, max con- max contract extension last off season doesn't kick in till next year. And he's due a super max. If he gets all NBA this year, mm. if he's missing more than two or three games, I think he's putting, you know, his all NBA status in jeopardy. 
um, and, you know, potentially missing out on like 40, 50 million dollars. So um, there's a lot of different factors here. Um, and, you know, like ultimately, I, I don't know. I mean, like he says he's got to work on himself. It's just like, you know, to me, and maybe I'm, you know, some other people will, will find this a little callous. It's just like, you know what? Like you just got to grow up a little bit, like start acting yeah. like an adult start at, you know, like we all reach that point in our lives in our early to mid twenties where it becomes not acceptable to act like, like a immature kid anymore. And I think that's what Jaws confronting right now. Like he's 23 years old time to start acting like an adult and you know you know ultimately you know he's going to have to you know it's going to be actions not words and he's going to have to show that he's you know a mature you know he's a mature adult who can make good decisions yeah. and you know I don't know what that process looks like you know to me it's kind of just like okay you've been embarrassed now you've been humbled hopefully um, now let's turn the page and get back to let's focus on basketball. Hmm. So if anything, you know, part of me feels like getting back with the team, playing basketball again will also help this process too. But at the same time, he had to be held accountable for his actions. And so, like I said, he left the Grizzlies no choice in this situation. Like they did not, you know, this is a delicate situation for them because like ultimately again, he holds a lot of power in this relationship because we see in the NBA Ultimately, if he wants out of Memphis, he'll probably get out of Memphis. And no one in Memphis wants that. And so I think that's why you saw how awkwardly phrased this whole thing was. They weren't calling it a, a suspension. Like, and I think that's part of it. It's like they're really, and they're, really trying to, um, they're really trying to walk a fine line here. Uh, and if anything, they didn't want to do this. You know, like they were looking the other way with a lot of this stuff Ja had done. At least publicly, they were looking the other way. Um, and then when what he did Saturday morning, uh, again, they, I just feel like they had no choice. This was so egregiously like it was just like it was a, it felt like a kid. Uh, it felt like a kid rebelling against an adult who, you know, it was it was the act of someone who was like, I'm not going to be told how to act. I'm going to act <laughs> how I want to act. And it was just very childish by John. Hopefully he's hopefully this is finally the moment where he kind of learns his lesson, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, Mark, we, we're way against it, so it's kind of a quick answer from you, but we're curious as we let you go here. Um, the West doesn't seem to have one team better than the – it's just like a big jumbling of teams and, mm-hmm. you know, whatever breaks, breaks. But yes or no, Memphis can overcome this and, and still win the Western Conference in your mind. Um, I don't know if it's because of this that they can't – I don't see them winning the Western Conference this year. I don't think they're ready. I think they've shown that over the last couple months, and it's not just Ja; it's the whole the, the whole team. I mean, they can't; they're having trouble closing out fourth quarters. Um, I think they're they they I think they got they need a, a player or two. Like they'll be in the mix in the playoffs, but I suspect they're going to fall. This is not their year, so to speak. Great stuff, Mark Giannato, a last second booking, awesome insight and info on how people out there in Memphis are feeling. He's a columnist for Memphis News on ninety two ninety ESPN. Out in Memphis at M Giannato on Twitter. We'll give him a follow, Mark. Thanks for the time all the way out here in Portland, man. We really appreciate it. No problem. Thank you, guys. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 